Louisiana Myths and Folklore, Volume 5, City of Darkness. So tell me about the vampires, I said in a casual manner, having bumped into Jacques once again, this time in the Ordinus Mortis marketplace. The man truly was everywhere these days. Vampires, he said. Fiction, pure fiction. He made a dismissive gesture and pretended to be immersed in examining the merchandise on the stall in front of him. You've told me of the loop grew. You've told me of marsh fires, of the voodoo witch. You've told me of ghosts and hauntings and the eerie above-ground cemeteries where any of the above may be lurking, it seems. But vampires are fiction? There are legends, of course, he began, leaning casually against a nearby stone facade. There were murders, bodies found drained of blood, that sort of thing. He paused then, gauging my reaction. I kept my expression neutral. He continued. Jean and Wayne Carter, brothers, you understand, worked normal labor jobs, lived in the French Quarter, seemed nice enough folks, at least, until the police found the bodies at their place, drained of blood, found over a dozen of them. What happened to these brothers, I asked, feeling a bit nauseous. They were executed. Took eight men to subdue them. They were so strong. Locals said they drank the blood of their victims. That's how this nonsense started. Jacques's stiff posture and reticence in elaborating on this story made it clear to me that he did not think this was nonsense. I gave no response and waited for him to continue. Eventually, he did. Folks say their bodies went missing from their tombs, and that one of the victims that survived went on to kill people and drain their blood. Then you have the usual folk, who claim to still see the brothers roaming the French Quarter at night, looking for victims. I recalled meeting first in Airy, hearing his footsteps behind me on the dark, empty streets. I felt a chill. Jacques straightened himself up and began walking past the market stalls. Vendors were packing their wares away and hurrying indoors. He looked at me carefully, as if making up his mind about something. Then he walked over to the devotional fountain. Removing a glove from his hand, he let the his fingertips gently brush the surface of the waters. Steam billowed from the fountain, accompanied by a resounding hiss. He touched the side of my face then, with that same ungloved hand. I felt the beads of the fountain's water trace burning paths down my neck. I reached out to push him away, laying my palm flat against his chest. No heartbeat? I took a step back. Oh, come, my dear. You were never in any danger. I know you are an avatar. And then he was off again, walking across the grass over to the river. I call this Mississippi. It has a nice ring to it, don't you think? And there, further up the docks, I saw the dry-docked ship, 
being loaded with assorted barrels and crates. Colored banners flew, flowing with their own luminescence under the starless sky. What is it that you want from me? I, why have you been following me? I asked as I followed him toward the ship. Why, to tell you the story, of course, he said, laughing, as he climbed up onto the docks. He hopped down off the platform and gestured over to a brightly lit cafe down the street, still open and bustling at this time of night. We all have so much to learn of this world, but we must never forget where it is we come from. Here is where we have gathered to rebuild our city as it once was, or as close as we can in this place. He gestured at the avenue in front of us. Look there, Madame's house of voodoo. And there, we're calling that the new absinthe. And there, the musical legends park. Statues still at the sculptor. It is apparently extraordinarily difficult to get quality granite on this world. I looked up and down the avenue, recognition dawning as Jacques led me from place to place. We stopped for beignet at Café du Monde, Nouveau. We sampled seafood at Pier 425. We danced under glowing lights at New Bourbon Street Balcony. Slowly, slowly the sun started to rise. As it did, the entire street seemed to shimmer in the growing light, fading out until I was standing there like a fool in an empty field. Had it all been a dream? I looked down, and there in my hand was a handful of brightly colored metal coins stamped with various faces and symbols. I stuffed them back into my pocket and started walking back towards town. It seemed Ordinus Mortis now had its own ghosts. The End By Shimizu In the year 560